0: I mean, I don't know. It's just, I, I don't think I've ever been up this long before. But eh. oh, we're recording. Okay, fine. No, let, no, <laughs> you no. Know what? Let's keep that in. All right. Yeah. Hits 106 KHQ. Tyler Woods on the podcast. Time to review some movies. Well, actually, just one movie. But honestly, what I just got done watching, I feel as though I just had like somewhat of a movie marathon. Zack Snyder's Justice League. Honestly, I really wanted to get this out of the way, so I uh, did some research, found out uh, that the time, now I was a bit confused last night because uh, I I found a news article that said uh, the official release on HBO Max for uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League will be at midnight, and I forgot to read the the time zoning on that because it was midnight Pacific time, which meant 3 a.m. Well, hey, I mean, you know what? Uh, no, Not a problem whatsoever, because uh, my, my daughter awoke in the middle of the night, so I fed her, I changed her, and I put her to bed just in time for uh, the movie. But uh, before we get into that, I figure as though I might do a little bit structuring with this episode before we get into this, because this is a big thing, apparently. And we are going to go through a couple of chapters and find ourselves over to this review so bear with me right now there are some very interesting facts I found out leading to the creation of Zack Snyder's Justice League probably stuff you didn't even know about so let's begin chapter one I like to call this one the path to justice see this all went back I think in 2008 Paramount they had just unveiled what yeah the foundation for the MCU with their first blockbuster hit, Iron Man and the Incredible Hulk, uh, a couple of months later. Uh, that same year, Warner Brothers, uh, uh, they were uh, talking pitches for, uh, uh, from comic book writers, screenwriters, and directors opting to reboot the Superman franchise, which uh, there was a bit of uh, skepticism at the time from the uh, failed reboot seven years earlier, Superman Returns. However, uh, comic book writer Grant Morrison... Uh, just, well, I mean, in a nutshell, I just reworded this here. yeah, uh, you know, He just said, uh, hey, you remember that dumb Hulk movie? Let's treat uh, Superman Returns like that. Why? Because, well, the Hulk audience forgave it after uh, praising the Edward Norton version. Well, a year later, the WB went into a uh, legal battle for ownership with the family who created Superman. The decision was uh, Wonder Brothers had until 2011 to begin production on a new film. If not, well, here come the lawsuits. Production uh, did get underway with director Zack Snyder, best known for his already-made films 300, Sucker Punch, The Watchmen, Dawn of the Dead, uh, the remake one. And uh, he'll be uh, helming the film. And the president of WB, Jeff uh, Robinoff, confirming in an interview that uh, the new Superman movie set up the tone for more, but not in a shared universe but hints at other superheroes. So they never wanted to be like what head honcho, MCU Kevin Feige was trying to do. Well, finally, the moment arrives. We see the trailers. Henry Cavill, as the new Man of Steel, had a great cast. Amy Adams, Russell Crowe, Kevin Costner, Lawrence Fishburne, Michael Shannon, Law and Order's SVUs, Elliot Stabler, Christopher Maloney. Uh, I mean, yeah, what a cast. So what happened? Why was this film so, uh, you know, half-half? In my opinion... Snyder happened I will admit he does have good talent as a director but he has this thing where you know he doesn't really care about your fandom he only cares about the movie that he's making so he doesn't listen to his critics admirable yes but see I feel as though when you're gonna be taking on a huge property that's been around for years and popular in today's culture you might want to take some careful steps in the end yes I did love and yet hate Man of Steel and I wanted more and boy, did we! Chapter two: The Dawn of Martha. So, Man and Steel it had its mixed reviews, and while it was still out there in theaters, one month later at the International Comic Book Convention in San Diego, Zack Snyder is at a panel, and then this happens. So, I just wanted to take a second to. Uh... Say thanks, everybody, for supporting the movie. You know, I know there's been a lot of speculation about, like, um, uh, that it is official that we are going to make another Superman movie. And so I know what happens next. You guys say, Zach, what is the movie about? I sort of poured through the DC universe. There is a thing that I found that kind of helped me understand what what you can do. So, so I I have a friend with me. is Harry Lennox. I want you. To remember, Clark, in all the years to come, in all your most private moments, I want you to remember my hand at your throat. I want you to remember the one man who beat you. Whoa. Part there, uh, the room goes dark, and then the giant screen just shows off the Superman logo right in front of the Batman logo, and yeah, the crowd just went wild. I remember uh, watching uh, the footage; uh, you know, it was like all over social media at that time. That you know, they're like, "OMG, it's happening! Finally, we will see Batman versus Superman." Something fans like me have actually been waiting for. But to me, it wasn't really about—I mean, who's stronger? Who could take who in a fight? Just who was better, Superman or Batman? One has superpowers, the other doesn't. But why that quote? That quotes you heard read was from this uh, comic book series, very popular, Batman the Dark Knight Returns, uh, where uh, that was about an old age Bruce Wayne becoming Batman once again in a world kind of like, you know, well, I mean, it was very 80s ish, where uh, superheroes are outlawed and Old Man Wayne and Superman, they have this. Fight to the Death. Unique story. Highly recommend. Very much like The Watchmen. But, I mean, why focus on that story right there for Batman versus Superman? There were other times where the two heroes collided. See, why I think when Snyder said he went through a lot of DC material for that, I much want to bet that he just Googled top DC comic stories for Batman and Superman. And he would just uh, pick uh, the most popular one. Well, it brought back... The cast for Man and Steel and uh, brought even more top dollar actors: Ben Affleck as the Cape Crusader, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, and then you have Lion King scar Jeremy Irons is Alfred. Now that's a match made in heaven, if you ask me. Then there were more surprise cast announcements. Uh, there was uh, Ezra Miller uh, that says he'll be making an appearance as the Flash, uh, Game of Thrones guy Aquaman, Jason Momoa, and. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor? What? Yeah, that was uh, the news that really started to make fans already criticize the film while in production, Uh, which I remember reports it was hectic when they would uh, film. um, They would wall up everything so nobody could see anything or release it on social media. Because, I mean, back then, yeah, leaks were a big problem. (laughs) 2014 came with its next teaser seeing Batfleck and the Man of Ville, uh, in a stare down. Production uh, halted due to cast injuries, and finally 2016 in March, the premiere. You know the saying, never judge a movie by its trailer. Wonder how the audience reacted. Yeah, they weren't even too happy. Even my uh, wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, uh, she said that was the most boring movie she ever saw. We went to IMAX 3D for that. And you know something? I mean, I really don't blame her because really, that was it? That was it. Snyder's genius of finally bringing these two iconic comic book heroes together to fight out and start the Justice League, and the revelation was what again? Spoilers if you haven't seen this film. MARTHA! What does that mean? Why did you say that name? FIND HIM! SAVE MARTHA! Why did you say that name? MARTHA! Why did you say that name? Stop! Please! Stop. Why did you say that name? It's his mother's name. So, for those of you who don't get it, let me just break it down for you. Again, spoilers. So, Batman versus Superman, the dawn of justice. The whole point of the film is that Bruce Wayne, aka Batman, is out to get Superman because he could be dangerous one day with all the powers that he has. It's so destructive. And then, at the pivotal moments where Batman is over Superman, Superman says, Save my mother, Martha, which has Batman have like a flashback to what happened to his parents because his mom's name is also Martha, which wasted the past two hours of watching that movie. Other criticisms I had was that Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor, it's too Joker. And then instead of actually creating an original design for the destructive doomsday creature they just recycle the Lord of the Rings cave troll. The film was just a complete mess. It was Snyder's attempt to actually promise something that wasn't even green-lighted yet, I don't think. And the end results, after we've established the Martha connection, Superman dies at the end. Oh, but there's a little tease at the end. In its defense, yes, there are some good scenes. Um, But from what Snyder said in that reveal, I mean, it's like he took all those... Iconic stories. And what he did was just compile all of them. He took bits and pieces from each of them. And he tried to make his own story. Well, it's like I said before. Final results. Complete mess. But, turns out, there was an extended cut. Or, aka, the ultimate edition of the film. Turns out there was 31 minutes taken off. Why? Why? Guess was too R-rated. Warner Brothers was not going to be having that with uh, these heroic properties. And I don't think, uh, I will agree with them. I don't think uh, they were comfortable with, uh, you know, these beloved heroes by kids and adults alike to make money. Why make it just for adults when you can actually make a profit of uh, advertising it to adults and kids? That's, That's the marketing method. Just release it as PG 13. There is no profit whatsoever. No film about a comic book, hero, anti hero carrying an R rating will ever, and I mean ever, be profitable. Wait, you hear something? go give it to you. Wait for you to get it on your own. Exco, deliver it to you. Knock, knock, open up the door. It's real. With the non stop pop problem and stainless still. Hey, well, what do you know? It's the other Marvel studio from 20th Century Fox knocking it out of the park a month prior to Batman vs. Superman. The Merc with the Mouth, Deadpool. That proved uh, comic book properties with foulness could be profitable. So with the results on that, looks as though Warner Brothers did sign off on releasing the Ultimate Edition uh, with the theatrical version of Batman vs. Superman, so you got both the PG-13 version or you could purchase the R-rated version. Now, I did see the Ultimate Edition. It did, uh, well, yes, some uh, loose ends, but still, it does not excuse. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, well. Hey, Lee Suicide Squad won an Oscar. Chapter 3, Tragedy Within the League. It is now 2017. We had our first look at the upcoming Justice League teaser and a promised release in November. This is a highly anticipated film. Why the late release? Because Wonder Woman. I recall a meme from 2014. If uh, the MCU is going forward with a superhero team that has a talking raccoon, why isn't there a Wonder Woman film by now? Well, technically, I mean, there was one, but, I mean, that doesn't really count. You can blame the 70s on that one. But yes, Gal Gadot, standalone film that establishes her character in the DCEU, such a great film. Well built, not too complicated. And that theme music, oh, I love it. Don't tell me you don't feel a sense of epicness when you hear this. That was the DCEU summer blockbuster. And Justice League was all done filming in post beforehand. Now... Actually, uh, right now, before I continue, just a little pause right now to get a bit real. I'm not ripping into Zack Snyder as a person, just his approach to these franchises. Because directors do need to be held accountable, especially if they are filming for company studios and investors. But if they are independently funding this, they can do whatever they want with their film. But for this, I mean... They rely on these directors to make them bank, not on cheap gimmicks, but a promise delivery of continuing profit. That's why, uh, you know, they always intervene with directors. It's their money, they are the boss. And for Zack Snyder, I'm sure at this point, he was in hot water with execs. And um, as Justice League was uh, one of the most expensive films ever made, $300 million, everything was filmed, it was in post. But in May of that year, Zack Snyder had to leave his director duties respectfully to mourn the passing of his daughter, uh, his 20-year-old daughter named Autumn. So a decision had to be made here uh, with the uh, higher-ups. So they brought in Avengers director Joss Whedon, to finish the film, which required some reshoots resulting in a lot of things, including the controversial Henry Cavill mustache that had to be digitally removed poorly. Because when they called him back for reshoots, he was already filming with Tom Cruise for Mission Impossible 6, where he was contracted by Paramount to not shave it off. There were other things that are now being brought into light, but I'm not going to get into uh, that here. This isn't that kind of a podcast. So finally, we got Justice League in November of 2017, and like Man of Steel, came with mixed reviews. I loved it more than Man of Steel. It got back its money twice over, but it wasn't enough to keep Zack Snyder on board the DCEU, and he was fired a few months after the premiere, February 2018. All right, can't believe you're with me here so far. Hopefully you are enjoying this extended review of the Snyder Cut Justice League film, but here we are, Chapter 4: The Dawn of Max. So Justice League was somewhat of a flop, but here comes the Jason Momoa standalone Aquaman movie. Final result: welcomed. But what of the DCEU now? It looks as though to Warner Brothers, standalone films with their property heroes seems to be profitable. So now what? Do we continue or do we just drop it all and pretend like it never happened like with Superman Returns? Well, after the termination of Snyder, there was talk about a cut of his film that existed. But the execs did not like the runtime. This brought up DC fans to create the hashtag release the Snyder cut. But did it really exist? My opinion, I don't think it did at first. But uh, Snyder said there was a Snyder cut of the Justice League and he wanted to do a two-parter, which would make sense, I mean, for that runtime, that we all know what it is now. But that MCU, I mean, they're owned by Disney at this point, and they are putting out more films with a supposed rumored big finale everybody knew about. So, carry on. Or in this case, chop-chop. So they went forward with things, approving a Shazam movie that was successful. Then there were reports of uh, Henry Cavill, no longer The Man of Steel, Joaquin Phoenix later would win an Oscar playing the Joker in a standalone film. Batfleck is out, and the standalone film is kaput. That eventually led to a uh, the creation of the upcoming new Batman film. It's called The Batman, and it's starring Twilight star Robert Pattinson. Um, but this will not be part of the DCEU. It's a unconnected film, just like uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Oh, but wait! Birds of Prey, hey, that continues things, right? More Harley Quinn, definitely. Hey, I mean, Suicide Squad, that got that Oscar, right? Nope, they tried and failed again with the team-up genre. It's like they just can't get team-ups right. And in the year 2020, which, you know, dealt a lot of problems with films from everywhere, Warner Brothers at this point probably contemplating, well, come on, Disney, what are you waiting for? Just do it. You have the MCU, you have Star Wars. Just purchase us already. Yeah, Disney was dominating, especially with that Disney Plus. I mean, how will, you know, Warner Media get out of this pickle? Tune in next time. Same WB time. Same WB chat. Wait, what? What's that over yonder? Is it? Could it be? HBO! Riding what is left of the dragon from Game of Thrones! Oh, the glory, glory, hallelujah! Yeah, well, seeing as though Disney was going the streaming service and hitting success with The Mandalorian and uh, promised Disney Plus Originals, uh, the extended MCU uh, with WandaVision, Falcon Winter Soldier, which at the time of this recording is coming out tomorrow. Yeah, why not get your own streaming service with HBO? Call it HBO Max. That was the most talked about service to uh, get over Disney Plus last year, but why? Well, maybe, just maybe, said Warner Brothers, they might have stretched the truth a little bit about that supposed Snyder Cut of Justice League. Rather addressing the, why did you lie to us? DC fans cheered and just rubbed it in the fans that say there was never a Snyder Cut. And that's, uh, you know, they were going to be bringing back Zack Snyder in, give him money to finish his version of Justice League, $70 million of it. Wait, chapter five. The man of hype rises. So everyone is in self isolation from the. Well, I mean, you, you know what, during the year that did not happen, I like to call it that. And us uh, comic book movie junkies wanted to know what is this Snyder cut that did not exist, but now supposedly does? Why now? Answer why not? No one was doing anything last year, so I mean, you might as well go with it and put it on, you know, a streaming service to get those subscription profits. You know, it's all about the money. Whoever came up with this idea, I bet they are on their way to that Game of Thrones Iron Throne. You know, just like that reveal at that 2013 uh, San Diego Comic Con paddle, Zack Snyder, I will say he is a master of the hype. And yeah, he was definitely hyping the hashtag release the Snyder Cut. And whoever green-lighted this idea, I assure you, they are making bank. Last year, uh, they said the Snyder Cut Justice League will be an original HBO Max exclusive, which started up the subscription profits. Really saw some gain. Later, they teased more content with the DC Comic Properties, such as slated later for this year, a new Suicide Squad film that will be held by Guardians of the Galaxy director James Gunn, and then a spin-off series of that, call it Peacemaker Starring the one and only John Cena! Then there was the uh, news on Ezra Miller's uh, The Flash movie, which is still teasing a multiverse plot. I will uh, wait to see for myself the return of Michael Keaton as Batman. Uh, They say it's a possibility it could happen. Speaking of, a uh, Batman Returns. Uh, there were reshoots uh, that have Batfleck back with uh, Jared Leto returning as the Suicide Squad Joker version. Uh, there were promises that he made in the months past in confirming that uh, this was supposed to be a very big, lengthy movie. Four hours worth. Yeah, four hours. And yeah, I think it was around the time uh, all those announcements happened, right before the summer happened last year. Since then, we have seen trailers upon trailers upon trailers uh saying that uh, we're going to get more mythos, more meaning, while also looking at the dullest of dull color schemes, more of that famous Zack Snyder slow motion. And what is it with him in that Hallelujah song from Leonard Cohen? I mean, that song is in a lot of his films. I get it, he likes the song. It means a lot to him, probably, but repetition is all I'm saying. So the month's passed and the date gets closer to where we are right now. Chapter 6. The Zack Snyder Justice League review. I did this film the kind courtesy of waiting till 3 a.m. Coming out as St. Patrick's Day night. Debuting on HBO Max. So, so sorry if I sound a little bit tired and a bit exhausted at this point. But I had quite the battle uh, trying to watch this film. Uh, I don't know if uh, it was my Roku device or whatever, but I was logged out. Tried logging back in. Had to reset my password. Hit play. Error message. Half hour later, finally. Yeah, I mean, th- this film's length was not kidding around. Four hours, two minutes, and some seconds. I mean, there are, yes, it's not exactly four hours, two minutes, and some seconds. Uh, You've got to subtract like seven to eight minutes of that because of uh, credits. There's no after credits scene, by the way. Still, long movie. And just like this podcast right here, which was unintentional at first, it's built in chapters. Not like, you know, hit play next on your remote, just one solid movie. And right off the bat, compared to how the original started, this has a better setup. From there, better pacing. A number of scenes we've seen from the original are different and more serious. By that, I mean... Uh, when you're acting in a movie, you don't just film a scene. You don't call it one and done. you got to do it multiple times, and the director decides which ones make post. The scene where uh, Batman meets Aquaman, there is a better tone than what we already saw, which I felt made the movie work more than it previously did. I criticized the original film for leaping to parts, and before you know it, without barely any introduction, we have our superhero team... Where in the Snyder cuts you actually do take the time to get to know them better, why they are here, what problems they face. There are major changes. The villain Steppenwolf before, yeah, looked like a pushover. This one more depth, and thankfully not too much. Uh, this version also introduces a new villain, the Thanos of the DC Universe, Dark Side, and his World Apocalypse. So there is more to explore. We get that in this very lengthy exposition scene from Gal Gadot. And, I mean, it is, it just goes on and on and on. And I dare say, I think this was filmed in. Like, she recorded this uh, in, like, a sound studio over at her house. I could, it's like, I don't know, I I could tell that she was reading some parts. Anyway, uh, the action is more intense, epic, feel good, and it's broody, gritty, and dark atmosphere colors. Compliments it. So dark. You sure you're not from the DC universe? Another criticism I had was uh, the weird comedic banter. Only Joss Whedon could write up. Yeah, I mean, you could tell what were his reshoots. With Snyder back at points, the characters develop and not change tone immediately. And I did find myself engaged and glued to the movie. Then I started noticing the Snyder effects. Look, you know something. Zack Snyder should be the director of The Flash right now. because You will believe a director can make the fastest man alive look fast and slow at the same time. (laughs) It is heavy with his trademark slow motion scenes. Okay, you know what? A little spoilers on this, but it's really not going to spoil anything. There is this one scene where The Flash is just ogling this cute girl as she is slowly getting launched from her car in a traffic accident and finds time to grab a hot dog. That scene went on forever, so you're, you're going to see plenty of that. There's some subplots that felt, I think, unnecessary. It didn't really add to it much. You could call it lazy filler. I was in a love-hate relationship with that tone color. I mean, the film is drenched in this sepia gray. Some parts it worked, others not so much. You see a lot in, the, you know, those Snyder films. Snyder shouldn't be called the uh, the director who loves slow motion. He should be called the mood ring director here, which makes this joke even more funny now. It's so dark. You sure you're not from the DC universe? There was a perfect time to end this film. Perfect moments. And then we are introduced to an epilogue. So it's more like seven chapters at this point. This, I felt, well, I mean, didn't completely ruin it. It's it's just not necessary. You know those reshoots? Well, that's where the uh, returning Batfleck and Joker Leto are. I mean, they are at the end before the credits. While it did hype for a possible continuing future of the DCU, which I actually did find some news, uh, that it is being considered. Still, I didn't feel as though it needed to be in there. So at the end of it all, going through four hours since 3 a.m., is it worth your view? Yeah, absolutely. I love this version more than the original. I could find myself watching it when I got some time, but I mean, but really, if you want to watch this, say goodbye to half your day, all right? If you got fourteen ninety nine to spare, get your HBO Max subscription and enjoy. So, is that the end of this podcast review of the Snyder Cut Justice League? Well, because I was caught with that epilogue at the end, you know what? I'm going to do the same. Here's the epilogue. I call it car accidents of all levels. And thanks to this film right here, it made me realize the DCEU, they have a thing for fantastic car accidents to just happen all the time. I already told you about the Flash one, so... It only took me a bit to actually find the clips here to prove my point. Here's a clip from the Snyder cuts, same movie, and not that far apart from the flash car accident scene. This is the cyborg origin of how he became cyborg. Hey, 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 hey. With everything I know you can do today, I can't wait to see what you're gonna be tomorrow. Yeah, so this has been going on for years. Man of Steel 2013, a young Clark Kent on the school bus, when all of a sudden the tires suddenly pops! What do you think? Did you see the game? Leave him alone, Pete. Oh, what his girlfriend? I want to hear what he has to say. Come on! <laughs> and you know, if you want to go chronological order with this, was there, uh, something like that? Well, kind of, but still, Batman vs. Superman. Superman just standing there, causing the Batmobile to crash. Jeez. And you know what? This does count. I will say this counts. Aquaman. Yeah, there was a car freak accidents in this movie. He got the worst of it. Tidal wave carrying battleships thrown right at him while he's in the truck with his dad. So far, Wonder Woman is good. I mean, if you want to count that convoy chase scene uh, in her latest flick, Wonder Woman 84. But the most there is more the most memorable car accident scene when I was piecing all this together in the DCEU to me that staples my point is right here calm down down. 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 I'm gonna kill you you little Stop. 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 stop I was just there. This man, this wizard, he took me to a castle. Stop! And Stop! Stop it! You could have killed us. Do you understand that? <laughs> the king to the people everywhere. See, that is from the Shazam movie in the opening scene. Gives you that psych out, and then it happens while playing the Christmas music. Oh boy! But yeah, still. It is worth it. If you don't have HBO Max, you got $14.99. Get your subscription right now. Watch it and just have it on for a month. And with that, I'm going to wrap up this podcast. I think this is the longest podcast episode I have ever done. So I want to thank you for keeping it right here with me. Still promising that next episode, you know what it is. Possibly uh, out early next April. Godzilla versus Kong. Wife and I are excited about that. I'm Tyler Woods on the Movie Review Podcast. I like to be part of the show. Contact me on my email, tyler.woods at 106khq.com. You can also find me on my social media, Tyler Woods, KHQ, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, even on TikTok. Follow me on Twitter, at Woods Radio. Till next time.